0: this week on the
1: show. I started doing lessons in the city and I started taking classes that had showcases and I actually got representation um, oh, when awesome. I was younger. I was luckily very cute, um, which is, I think, you yeah. know, one of the most important things for, you know, oh, yeah. I, I was I was chubby and had long hair and like this little gap tooth, you know, I was adorable. I was fortunate enough to actually get to work and I got to do um, two or three movies and I did, um, Two or three off-broadway shows and wow. i got to yeah so i i got a lot of experience early got lucky on, which i'm very grateful for but i also was lucky enough to not succeed enough <laughs> to like yeah stop working or yeah. stop trying to do new things
2: jared palmer
1: kirch we were singing for one of the shakespearean shows we were doing. And uh, uh, one day we all like nailed the song and the entire ensemble was really excited. So on the last note, we were kind of like overly excited and we sang the note like really bad. So it was supposed to be like, nah, but we were like, ah, and then the teacher, and he <laughs> he's this British old Vegas, please don't do that. We literally could not stop saying that. We just like every single time anyone did anything wrong for the rest of the year, we were all just like, please don't do that
0: comedian actor
1: writer director well having family friends and a therapist who you can talk to is really important Um, and not everyone has access to any of those three things like some people only have access to two or one of them and some people have access to none of them so I'm really privileged in that sense but um, I think like don't keep it all to yourself no. it's okay to like share things with people um no one has to go through anything on their own yeah um because there's so many things we have to do individually but like making art is not one of them
0: let's talk to jared palmer kirch
2: on the very creative podcast
0: jared palmer kirch how's it going
1: good how are you
0: How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> where, where where are you right now?
1: Uh, I am in New York City. Wow. Uh, yeah, East I'm Village. I'm so How jealous
0: right now. Oh, uh, really really? jealous. Yeah.
1: Where are you at right now?
0: I'm uh, in Montreal, Canada. Oh,
1: really? Okay, cool.
0: Nice. Yeah. How I'm is here. It up there? Um, uh, well, it's Canadian winter. If you don't know what that is, it's very cold. They're a little yeah. like New York, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. um,
1: I tried to go to Canada once um, in January. Yeah. yeah, And uh, it was the most apparently it was the biggest snowstorm Canada ever had. It was like two years ago in January. And um, I got stuck in Albany, New York. That was as far as I got. So maybe one day I'll make it up there. But Let's no, see. you're
0: you're better off. Uh, have you ever been to Canada? Uh, oh yeah, I went. Uh, I went.
1: Yeah. I went a couple times when I was younger. Um, I've never been later than like the fall. Oh okay. Um, yeah. So it's always been pretty warm when I've been, but yeah, uh, I, mean, I do want to try yeah. it out. See what's yeah. up.
0: I I've been to New York in I think December, and cool. uh, not this December because traveling is a a bitch yeah. right now. But. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'd love to, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it reminded me of Montreal, honestly, but, uh, maybe not With as the weather. Cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. a little, but it's, it's the, the, this, it's a this, uh, similar city, New York to Montreal in terms of weather, honestly, like yeah. that's the, I've been to a lot of places in the States and it's the, 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 the spot where it's the most similar,
1: absolutely and we're next
0: to each other so it makes sense you know
1: yeah i think the thing with uh like i'm from new jersey originally and um i think the thing with new york and new jersey is is uh it's it's the difference between summer and winter is like the worst difference of anywhere i've ever been ever (laughs) like during the summer it is actually unbearable because it's like humid because right. we're right next to the ocean so it's really humid and really hot so yeah. it's like 90 and humid and then during the winter it's just like freezing and a tundra and also we're by the water again so it gets even colder and then we have hurricanes right. and it's horrible. oh my god yeah i know it's i no one should live here it's like ridiculous no everyone should live. i don't know no you know it's <laughs> up to you i guess but
0: no, I want to live in New York, uh, but uh, I'm not sure. I I don't know. I've heard people tell me older people that are in the age of fifty, uh, I'd live there, but without children. That's what they told me. Yeah. So I, I I'd live there. Maybe two years, three years, and then we'll see, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have no children, so it's pretty no, great but before, so far, you know, but, oh, that's
0: a point. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'll stick <laughs> no around. If great. I, yeah, I know. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm at 22, so hopefully none that yeah. I know of right now. I'm
0: 24, but, yeah. so uh, oh, great. Let's wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll wait a few years.
1: Yeah, you can give it two or three years, go to New York, then give it two or three more years, and then you can have kids or something. Yeah, be perfect. Yeah. No,
0: honestly, I, I I love New York. I it's my favorite city in the world. Uh, yeah, beside the because I've been to Scotland after that, and I was like, oh, oh wow, you know, it, it it just changed. But I yeah. I love New York <laughs> because of Broadway and everything, and mm-hmm. it's always. Uh, you always have something to do in New York. You always. Uh, absolutely. Breakfast places are incredible. Like, it's always like it's alive. You know, it's mm-hmm. you, you want to be like positive in that city. And um, absolutely. But people are serious and people are really businesslike. And uh, sometimes no, yeah. you, you catch, a, yeah.
1: People don't mess around here. Um, that's for sure. Um, and you learn that the hard way a couple of times. Um, yeah. my, my first week at, uh, I went to NYU, um, and right. my first week there, um, I was getting on the train and I wasn't paying attention cause I was like, Oh wow, it's so big. Um, and I got on the train, I accidentally cut off a pregnant woman, um, with another baby in a stroller and she, um, you know a pregnant woman with another baby in a stroller is probably like a really nice thing anywhere else (laughs) she literally said she turned to me and went watch where you're fucking going loser she said that to me oh boy like i was like i was like oh my god that's like the nicest person i'm going to meet here like you know we're off to a bad start no but people are i mean if you're uh people are great here as well so that's why i stay yeah we're awesome
0: Uh, what's your area
1: Uh, I live in the East village. Um, right. Okay. Between like alphabet C, um, yeah, more alphabet C, but I technically don't live on an, a lettered Avenue. So can't really say that, but I, I live between a, and, a, a, and first. So okay,
0: for, like for East people side. like me who don't know where that is, uh, is okay, close so there's to downtown? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, so I'm downtown. Um, but I'm not like super downtown. I'm yeah. like Lower East side. Um, so, uh, there's uh the East River, and then there's the hudson river um and I'm like four blocks away from the right. East river um and that's I'm awesome. very far away from the hudson River so yeah it's that's the other thing like people are very specific about what section of the city you're in, and yeah. if you say otherwise, like you're asking for it,
0: you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I mentioned a couple of times to Jalen, Jalen Taylor. Uh, I just mentioned her on this podcast, uh, yeah, <laughs> earlier. But she she's our mutual friend. She was my first guest on on this podcast, yeah. and and she connected us. Um, but yeah, she she told me a couple of times, like. I, I was like, oh, I want to live in New York. And she was like, which area? She's very specific too.
1: Well, there is, because I mean, the, uh, I have friends who like have grown up here and depending on what part of the city they're from, like, they're all the same. Like I have two friends who are both from um, like downtown downtown, right. um, like financial district. And they are very similar. And I know a couple of people from the Upper West Side, they're very similar, but those two groups do not like combine at all. And then Upper East Side is a whole nother thing, like Gossip Girl type craziness. Um, <laughs>
0: what do you but, mean by uh, that?
1: Well, uh, I mean, the Upper East Side is definitely, um, like the more expensive area um i mean anything by a park is really nice area of the city in my opinion i live i am lucky enough to live right across the street from right. the Tompkins square park so that's great but um i think uh uh the, everything is really nice in the upper east side and very quiet and it's almost like you're you're not in new york um based on the new york that You know, because growing up, you you just know like Times Square or whatever. So the first time you go to the Upper East Side, you're like, you're like, wait, there's no like Elmo trying to like pick my pocket right now. Um, (laughs) And you know, that's actually not any of the rest of the city. It's just a five block radius of hell, um, in the center of Manhattan that there's Elmos and Buzz Lightyears who are running. How many
0: Elmos have you uh, seen in a day? I've
1: seen man. I mean, a busy a busy winter day pre covid i you could see up to like seven on wow. a block and they all hang out together and um the worst is the that elmo family elmo. yeah but they're really weird because each of their faces are more demented than the last um <laughs> like they're they're like somehow brown like somehow brown is the prominent color in their red face yeah. um and the eyes are really close or really far and you're like that's not elmo and then they talk <laughs> And, you know, Elmo has like a high squeaky voice and who whatever dude is in that Elmo costume does not have a high squeaky voice and is not interested in making you laugh, but interested in um, yeah. charging you for a picture. Um, Elmo's yeah. are crazy. I would stay away from Elmo's the most. Uh, I also really don't like the people dressed like Woody um, from Toy Story. Those people are also I would stay away from Woody and Elmo. The rest of them are like okay. There's a couple yeah. of Ironmans. I don't mind them very much. Yeah, I mean, what are they gonna do? Like they're not even wearing metal. They don't even know what they're doing. But yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, That's, I love New York. Okay, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so uh, before we, we we go on, uh, introduce yourself to everyone. So
1: oh, okay, great. Yeah. Um. So I am Jared Palmer Kirsch. Um. I am 22 years old. I am from New Jersey, originally, and I've been living in the city for the past four years. Uh, I'm a recent graduate of NYU. Um, about a month ago, I graduated. So uh, this is actually this is my first day back in the city post-graduation. Right. So uh, I just came back last night. So
0: congratulations. By
1: the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, mm. scary. It hasn't hit me yet. Um, I did look in the mirror downstairs by accident, and then I got really freaked out and stopped looking in the mirror because I was just like, "Um, well, I was holding a coffee, and I just like was like, I don't have homework, and oh. like I haven't looked in the mirror with a coffee in my hand while not having homework. I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense, but yeah, first that was a new. No, it, it doesn't make if sense. I'm, like, I graduated. Like, holding, it does make yeah. sense. I'm holding my coffee. I'm like, so tired. And I'm like, Oh, I have to write this essay. But I was like, Oh, no, I'm going upstairs to just like, talk to someone on zoom. Like, and there's no implications to it at all. It's just chill and fun, which is scary. Having fun is scary. So I'm going to try and do that. But we'll see.
0: Uh, How do you feel about uh, freedom yet? Do you?
1: Um, I don't I don't believe it. I feel like i'm being played right now like i feel like there's like like a teacher hiding behind a wall who's gonna like pop out and be like ha, this was a class too <laughs> um like they were like it does we feel fought. like that for a little yeah. bit then, yeah yeah well still. i mean i've gone to school for 16 straight years and now yeah. i am like no school like out of yeah. nowhere just completely no school um and uh so i think in um i th- and also the school year hasn't started yet. Like whatever the school year is for NYU hasn't started yet. So none of my friends are in classes right now. I graduated early, but once my friends are back in classes and I'm not in classes, I think it'll really like hit me because then, you know, they'll, they'll not be free because they have homework and I'll be completely free. Cause yeah. I have nothing going for me, but that's when yeah. <laughs> it hits you
0: really like when you're talking Absolutely. to people on apps or like Instagram and they're like, they're like, what do you do? Oh, I, I work and uh, da, 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 and, and yeah. I say you, well, I go to school full time. I, I always like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. a, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I forgot know, for about real. that. I graduated in 2018. Now I forgot that was a thing. And yeah. Yeah. I
1: think the the it's probably I think the dating apps are yeah, going exactly. like to really hit me because, you know, the yeah. first question you ask someone is like, is like, oh, where do you go? But now it's not like where you go. It's like, what do you do? And I do nothing. So it's like, you know, <laughs> or I do do something, but no, nothing that uh, shows up on a tax return. So,
0: yeah, um, well, people yeah. will be really impressed when, on dating apps when you tell, well, you, you probably- Once you're yeah, yeah, once you've graduated, yeah. they're like, sure. oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you, Yeah, you're an adult. I know. You it's gonna finished do, it. Yeah. I think I think uh, in in unemployed adult could do yeah. really well with like other students like i think i could do well with people my age who are still in school i don't know yeah. how well i'll do with other adults who are out of school um because then you know just status drops right away but
0: that's interesting but, yeah
1: yeah but i don't care about status so <laughs> if, they, if they do um then that's their problem yeah Who I'm cares? Missing out me, on a, yeah they're missing out on a guy with some coffee and nothing to do
0: but a lot of uh (laughs) students and a a lot of uh younger people once you become an adult uh like you said some people are get scared off honestly some people yeah get scared off and you're i'm I'm sure you're going to encounter that but uh the right people won't be scared off for sure so
1: yeah no i'm i'm excited to see what the rest of my life is is like um it's it's only a month into the rest of my life so yeah so far it's, it's been it's a lot of sleep yes bachelor. i i yeah i got my uh bfa in drama from tish um yeah. yeah so it's yeah that uh so it's it's gonna be uh i'm waiting for my degree the degree doesn't process until january 25th so that's the other thing i'm like they I haven't even boy. like i haven't officially finished yet so they could really spring something on me like really quickly but yeah i don't think they will i hope not yeah (laughs) i paid them enough money
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how's um because you you mentioned you're you're creative and uh yeah how's that going that that journey and uh since you've graduated as opposed to when you were still in school and uh, yeah right nothing stays buried forever especially not the past
2: Yesterday is Not Yet Gone, a mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of The Very Creative Podcast. Available now, paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now.
1: I'm an actor, I'm a writer, um, I'm a comedian, and a director. Um, So this past semester, um, I had the opportunity to just get involved with a bunch of things that are developing this spring. Um, I, I am currently um, involved in a couple projects that I'm really excited for. One is called Away From Home, um, written and directed by a good friend of mine, Sydney Kusick, um, And uh, it's a web series that is going to come out in February uh, that I'm acting in. Okay. Um, and then I'm also uh, going to be participating in a friend of mine short film called Postmodern Romance which is going to be a musical film, um, yeah. short film that I'm really excited about. I sing as well. Um, so- Have you uh, about that? Um, no, so those are, uh, oh, I okay. shot Away From Home in the fall and then hopefully it'll get picked up and I could be involved in some more episodes. Um, right. And then the short film is going to shoot in the spring. Um, so uh, this past fall, I had just been, you know, workshopping some of it and doing some of the readings for it. Um, and uh, just, you know, helping, my friend alex out with uh you know hearing and seeing his his vision i guess um and then um gonna be involved with that shooting in the spring so luckily i have those things lined up for the spring and then um i uh i am currently writing and directing and acting in my own um sketch comedy web series called Please don't do that, uh, which um <laughs> my roommate and I are producing together. And um I I've been doing sketch comedy for like four years now, and I had one day I looked at my computer and I had like 38 sketches that had yeah. never been performed, read by, or anything by anyone. I was like, oh,
0: That's exciting. You
1: know what? Like, that's a waste if I don't just put these on something um so i figured why not make a web series where the only theme is me um just whatever i think is funny and whatever my friends (laughs) think is funny um and uh i like to think of it as just like a glorified meme page i think that's what (laughs) it'll be like i want i just want to make stuff that people can reference with their friends and um can have fun with and find their own joy in uh like me and my friends have found with like things over the years uh like uh do you, are you familiar with um i think you should leave it's a tim robinson um tim robinson so. was it he was a writer and actor on saturday night live and he has this sketch comedy show on netflix called um i think you should leave and it's just super cringy um out of nowhere humor that you watch it the first two times and right. you don't laugh at all and then the third time it's just so bizarre that you start laughing and me and my friends only speak to each other now in references from that show (laughs) like i don't think we've said anything original to each other in in a couple of years uh because ever since we found that show we just quote that all the time and uh speak to each other in terms of that show so if i can emulate something like that and if i can steal that feeling um that i get from i think you should leave and put it please don't do that i think that's the The goal for the web series
0: yeah where where does your title come from please um
1: i was oh (laughs) that's actually a funny story um i was uh in my junior year i was lucky enough to study at uh the royal academy of dramatic art in london um, yeah i saw that Yeah. yeah i was studying acting and um my my roommate and i uh he was there as well That was the first time we lived together was in London and we had a professor there who um one he was our our singing professor we were doing like we were singing for one of the Shakespearean shows we were doing and uh uh, one day, we all like nailed the song, and the entire ensemble was really excited. So, on the last note, we were kind of like overly excited, and we sang the note like really bad. So, it was supposed to be like, nah, but we were like, yeah, and we all got <laughs> really excited. And then the teacher bangs on the piano. Please, Please don't do that. <laughs> and he's this, he's this British old Vegas. Please don't do that. That's, and we were just like, we all were just like, oh my God. And we literally could not stop saying that. We just like every single time anyone did anything wrong for the rest of the year, we were all just like, please don't do that. Um, yeah. And uh, I was just thinking about how all my sketches that I write are super like, oh Cringy. my God, like, please stop yeah. doing that or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what would that teacher say if any one of my characters from my sketches did any of these things to him? He would just bang yeah. on the piano keys and be like, please don't do that. So I feel like it's perfect. That's um, hilarious. Yeah, I think every sketch I write involves someone doing something that is majorly upsetting to another character in the sketch. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, that's where the name comes from.
0: Cool. So uh, let's just go back uh, to because uh, yeah. w- where did this all come from? The the comedy, the the acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to ask people on this podcast how did they grow up because it's fascinating. Yeah. You, because i know how i i grew up and like it was always present in me like acting and everything and so yeah. how did that all happen for you yeah i up in jersey um, right so
1: yeah i i did grow up in jersey um uh i i remember i watched your first episode of the podcast with Jalen, yeah. and um just uh hearing you guys talk about like oh you're not like born doing this thing or that thing. Um, and I don't think I was born doing any of this, but I do know that, um, the first I ever heard of me doing like anything funny or performing anything was apparently when I was like two or three, I created my first joke. Like I told my first joke. Apparently the joke was, um, I said, uh, how does an eye talk? Um, and then my family would be like, how? And I would say not very well. Um, and that was my first joke um so <laughs> <laughs> that's the story i always heard so i guess i've been performing and like doing comedy since i was two or, or three um and uh you know i did the mandatory um kindergarten and preschool plays oh i just got um, it
0: hold on hold on i just got yeah the joke. i know <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. i was yeah, like it's, i it's, the letter it's, it's i yeah
1: okay no yeah 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 no yeah you're you're just saying they're like that's not a good joke. Um, no, like, I just got you're it. just quite you're, you're like you're like, you know, I Sorry. actually have to go right now. Uh, I think I have another guest who actually um has something to provide. Um yeah so yeah um for those of you who are listening um I meant like eyeball um and
0: um the letter I yeah
1: not the letter I and then the punchline um no, it's I, funny. I feel like explaining jokes are are actually like a second joke within itself. Um, I don't like people who give up on their first joke because I feel like even if it goes terribly, you can then explain it to people and that will just become because then you can explain why you thought it was funny and then... um the silence of them not finding it funny will just um <laughs> create laughter but them laughing at you so if you can't get them to laugh with you just get them to laugh at you no I was it's was just like,
0: not getting it perfect. Perfect. Yeah. i wasn't no, laughing no. at you for sure oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's perfect no i love it um but yeah uh so that was my first joke i guess and then um i yeah did i played like the little duckling i think in like or one of the little ducklings in like little duckling play i don't know um and then um when i was in fourth or fifth grade i went to a summer camp and i went to uh, a jewish day camp um and if you're from like the northeast um and you're jewish you've been to a jewish day camp right and uh basically you just sit around and you you know play like games all day and then you do some jewish stuff too like, yeah. I don't know, praying and not eating cheese and meat together. Um, and you um, you sit around and one of the days, I, they were signing up for clubs and there was a slot open for kickball and there was a slot open for the musical. And my friends and I made a bet um, for like rock, paper, scissor and whoever lost rock, paper, scissor had to join the musical and whoever won got to join dodgeball. So I lost, um, and I had to sign up for the musical and it was, (laughs) (laughs) um, and I got to play rooster and Annie. And if anyone's familiar with Annie, it's, um, about an orphan. Um, it's a bad that changed your life. uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I did the musical and I, I guess something clicked in my head that I really enjoyed making people laugh like large amounts of people laughing and i really liked um yeah. attention um which is weird because i was very shy growing up um and i really loved applause and i mean i guess that as an acting teacher mine once said like like that's the only reason any of us are into it because we're all addicted to like applause like no one's going no one's dumb enough to go into acting who doesn't love applause because then you're just you're asking for failure. That's the thing. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: I, yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But uh, uh, that's no, You know, like you, yeah, yeah. You search for attention. You search for uh, you. You love when the audience is uh, into it, and you 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 feed off of that. Yeah, uh, but like for me, like I've been acting my whole life, and uh, it's more like I I love yes, I love the audience, and I love pleasing them, but it's also I. Have a lot of fun like making voices, absolutely. getting into yeah. the mind of the uh, I love evil people. I love playing evil people. And uh, oh absolutely. It's yeah, it's, it's so fun, you know. But you yeah, the audience. No, yeah. I
1: think the the process is like your own personal reward and then um getting to share that process with people and hopefully they watch it and they see none of the work that went into it, and all they see is someone who's not you. um and then you know at the end of the show you get to step out on stage and you're you after you just were this different person and you get to be thanked for your work um and i think there's there's something really there's uh that's the worst thing about um this pandemic is uh in terms of acting is not getting to share your work with people Mm. and see them taking in your work. Um, That's why I think I've always been more interested in theater than film. I think I would love like the dream is to be in a room with people and just share this like individual experience and um, share your work with people. And then immediately like just see how that affects people whether it's them crying, them booing, them cheering. Just what did you take from what I just did? Um, and it's like a sharing experience. Right. Movies are great too. Um, but you know, I can't be in every single movie theater watching every single movie on it. But uh none yet, but <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Um and, yeah, and
0: then but, when when did it grow from there? Like uh
1: Yeah, so uh pretty quickly actually. Um I did Annie and then the next year we did Peter Pan at the at the camp. And then after that I actually started doing um I was obsessed with it. So I asked my parents if I could do it professionally. And so starting around like fifth grade, I started doing lessons in the city and I started taking classes that had showcases and I actually got representation
0: um, when I was younger.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's not uh, an
0: easy thing to do.
1: No, it's not. Uh, I was luckily very cute, um, which is, I think, you know, one of the most important things for, you know, I I was, I was chubby and had long hair and like this little gap tooth, you know, I was adorable. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so, uh, so, uh, people signed me and, um, I was fortunate enough to actually get to work and I got to do, um, two or three movies and I did, um, two or three off Broadway shows and I got to, yeah. So I, I got a lot of experience, which I'm very grateful for, but I also was lucky enough to not, succeed enough (laughs) to like
2: yeah
1: stop working or stop trying to do new things yeah um i was never i was never the lead i was never um being paid a ton i was never anything like that i just got to work with a ton of people have a ton of experiences but still be hungry um and i mean you know it's a 10 year old being hungry so it's you know it's different than a hungry 22 year old entering the business, but it, yeah. it was, it definitely taught me saying, um,
0: what, what have you uh, learned from those experiences? Like working young and getting well, the presentation young and just working um, professionally.
1: I think it's really awesome that I got rejected so many times yeah. before it mattered. Um, cause of course it mattered back then, but it's not like, you know, if you get rejected now, yeah. It's like I need to pisses you off. Yeah. Yeah. I need to pay my rent. Yeah. I I have now studied at this like prestigious university, prestigious university for <laughs> yeah. the past four years. Whatever it means, right? And, yeah. I mean, yeah, it means nothing. But congratulations. And then, yeah, <laughs> thank you. So yeah, no, my parents are super excited about it. um yeah. and yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean well, that's the biggest thing, honestly, I learned at the university was like was like you know, we got a monthly newsletter and they're putting the names up of, you know, alumni who just won Academy awards. They're not putting, and it's just like, oh, you know, you, right. you, uh, and I thought that's you were like,
0: going to say, Oh, they put my name in it. And that's, that's oh. uh, a good opportunity.
1: Well, no, it's like, I mean, yeah, you graduate, <laughs> but then it's like, do something with your education. Like, you know, don't seek out winning awards. That is like, you know, not a good idea, yeah. but, but seeking out, seeking out, putting to use what you've learned and, and, you know, you, they, you get reward later on and yeah. um, with, but anyways, um, <laughs> I, <think laughs> yeah, I, I, I got, yeah. I mean, I auditioned for so many things growing up that um, I got rejected so many times early on. And I think that was really important to learn um, growing up rather than learning coming right out of school. Cause that can break you. I mean, rejection can break you so yeah. easily and rejection still hurts. It like kills and it actually hurts more than it ever did back then. Cause Like I said, like when you get rejected now, it's like your life. (laughs) Um, But I think I learned that there will always be another audition. Um, I I learned back then that even if I hadn't auditioned and booked something, um, there was always another audition a week later. Um, And uh, so, you know, whenever I have an audition now, I just know if it goes badly, there will be another audition. You know there may not be another role but there will be another audition and you will always have another shot um so i think that was a super important lesson to learn and i think another important lesson was that um uh there's so many people involved that's not just all about you um right because when you're doing those camp musicals or you're doing those high school musicals there's 30 of you and you are the most important person but when you get to work on a set A film set there are people who've been there for three months um or a year before you and you are just a little cog and yeah you might be like one of the more important cogs you're the first person's name who's on screen and you're the you know the the face and you're the one who gets all the credit but whoever designed the set is way more important to the project in the long term or you know not more important but you know there's a lot that goes into something and learning that um it's it's bigger than just you i think is a really important lesson to learn especially growing up when you think the world revolves around you because you know your parents are always you know taking care of you and stuff
0: i'm sure though that uh i don't know if you you see it that way but uh when you're in front of the camera like the audience Mm. just sees you you know it's uh, yeah that can like if you if you look at it uh especially young you're like that's a lot of pressure Like even though there's so many people behind the scenes that make it all happen, it's on you. The camera is on you. They see you. So how, how did that make you feel
1: like, um, it is nerve wracking. I would say, um, uh, thinking back to what you were saying about like doing all the work, like that's so important. Just like the, just the simplicity of knowing your lines, yeah um is i mean it's the of course you need to be memorized but like know your lines like pass right. memorization and and know what you're doing because when you get in front of that camera you just lose it all you're like you're yeah. like they are watching me and they are seeing like my lip quiver and there's nowhere to hide um and it, you're trusting your work which is scary because the work is yeah. it's not a physical thing it's not a watch it doesn't actually exist. The work doesn't exist. It just like is stuff that you've been doing and you hope shows up. Um, so it's a lot of trusting yourself and it's also trusting the people involved and being like their names on this too. They don't want it to be bad.
2: So, I mean, mean.
1: there's a lot of pressure with that. (laughs) Well, yeah, but you can look at one of two ways. You can look at like, like, I don't want to let these people down, or you can look yeah. at like they're not gonna let me do bad. Exactly. And so yeah. like I just need to do me, cause they hired me. They didn't hire you know someone else. They hired me. So let's just, you know, do it. And it's it's really scary. And then at the end of the day, it goes to the editing room and you don't really have a say in <laughs> what you put yeah. out there. So it's you know, the the editor will make it look good. And yeah. I think but that's what's so scary about theaters, it's like 90 minutes of you uninterrupted exactly um yeah so it's a different it's a different world there's yeah
0: and if you mess up there there's no second take really but you can like pick it up the next night but yeah it's a exactly
1: yeah but that's just like that's 90 minutes of your life yeah exactly it's like yeah there's it's it's very it's very i'm very excited to get to do more of both right as i get older because it's just you know, the, I think the, the, I, I, I'm excited for my second education. Like I got four years of education in one way, and then I'm going to get a whole nother education yeah. in the field. Yeah, um, for sure. I got to do um earlier this year, I got to do this uh, uh work on like a PSA thing that they were doing for COVID, I PSA. guess. Um, like a public service announcement. Okay, um, great. just something that was like, that was like, Hey, keep your mask on or whatever. Uh, um, that's good. you know, an educational <laughs> type thing. Uh, and I got to work on that and I was just, you know, I was on set for 90 minutes and it was a no big deal, you know, thing. And it was just experience. And I learned more in those 90 minutes than I probably would learn in like a semester. And that's not devaluing what I learned in the semester. Cause that's like, a mammoth of like, I don't even know what I learned yet. Like there's something I learned first year of college that I won't realize until I'm 50.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause I just, it just won't click. It's such a slow burn, but this 90 minutes of like, okay, get in front of this camera, stand there, hit your mark, and then say the line exactly how we want it. And then like, we're going to cut and you just leave and you have no idea what we're going to do with that info. Like just that, that experience and just like working on that set and, and getting to be, gang to apply what I've learned yeah. um, is, I mean that's invaluable. Um, yeah, but and then you get to be paid you, yeah. for it too. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. But how yeah. do you feel right now with? Um, now that you've done uh, some work professionally young and you've learned from mm-hmm. that you've been to university you've learned from that you've done yeah. a, a bunch of other projects here and there you're a writer so how do you feel about let's say you being an actor right now do you do you feel like you've got enough experience and you you uh you're less nervous how do you feel
1: um i think i am no longer nervous for what I've already done and I'm extremely nervous for what I'm yeah. going to do. So if you asked me to um audition for one of my professors, yeah, um I don't think I'd be nervous anymore. I would yeah. be excited, but I because I, I love my professors yeah. at NYU. But right. I you know I, I did four years of auditioning for my professors and getting yes. feedback from them. I wouldn't be nervous about that. What is nerve wracking is um you know auditioning for someone who I am who I haven't paid to be in front of yeah. and who is just like taking a chance and spending their free time watching me do this thing and getting feedback from them and they don't owe me anything and I don't th- yeah. owe them anything. It's just like, what can you do for these people? Um, I think that's extremely nerve wracking. So I, I think, um, but you know, I, I haven't gotten to experience that yet right. for as much as I'd like to um, and I will. And that's scary because I, I also always think about the, the movie or play or TV show that I'm going to be in one day, hopefully hasn't been written yet.
0: You know, know, it it just,
1: oh, thank you very much. Well, well, it hasn't been, it hasn't been written yet. You know, the writer may not even be born. My co-star may not have even been born yet. My co-star may be in elementary school right now. And it's just like, (laughs) like, it's, 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 it's so scary like not there's nothing set right now it's yeah. not like the stock market which will be around yeah forever um it's it's a movie and it hasn't been written and it hasn't been filmed and it hasn't been auditioned yet and it's like it's out there in the ether and it's just like are you you just got to be ready for it you got to yeah. just um know yourself and and prepare the things that can help you prepare Like you can't you can't memorize lines that haven't been written yet, but you can um, practice your voice and speech and you can make sure you're staying physically fit to be an actor. Um, And you can make sure that your mind is very clear and you're reading a lot. So, you know, a bunch of things that can help you apply it to the character.
0: That's that's Um, uh, honestly that's really good advice. Like for anybody listening, that's in the creative, even for writers, like you have to read a lot. You have to like do the the work. And I
1: totally agree.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the writing is maybe the 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 thing that comes out of the work, but it's not like it can teach you a lot of things for sure. But you need you need knowledge too. You need to exactly. Yeah.
1: Also, I love what you said. um, The in your intro to the first episode, you were talking about stealing, like just stealing ideas. And you were talking about like, I want to talk to someone who makes a car and I want to steal how they make a car and put it into my writing or whatever. And I think stealing is so important. Like I had a teacher once who like, not steal. Do not steal. <laughs> do not I'm glad steal, you clarified like, that. Like, yeah, do not steal Gabriel's microphone. Like, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. guard it, so you can if you want, but don't steal it. Um, but. <laughs> right.
2: Nothing stays buried forever,
0: especially not the past.
2: Yesterday is Not Yet Gone, a mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of The Very Creative Podcast, available now paperback and digital gabrielvega.com buy it now
1: <laughs> Great, steal his you. ideas um you know like i ideas are just like are yeah. things and as long as you you know don't plagiarize or whatever yeah. um honor code but like if someone like it's it's okay to not have to make an original thought off of someone else's original thought and it's mm. okay to evolve like the iphone it's we're now on like iphone 12 or whatever yeah and they're just stealing the idea from the original iPhone. Yeah. Like Steve Jobs isn't around anymore. They're stealing his ideas, but they're just evolving them and they're yeah. they're um they're they're taking inspiration from. It. You're just stealing inspiration. And yeah. I think stealing is totally okay when you're stealing inspiration.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. the most annoying question and it's also the um the most interesting at times uh, is where do you get your ideas from? Uh, yeah. Well, from everything, you know? Uh, like, I, I, at university, I studied Shakespeare a lot uh, in English because yeah. uh, I uh, my bachelor's in English. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and that gave me, like, structure and finding out how to do interesting conflict and interesting mm-hmm. characters and how to, yeah, structure. And I've heard from the... The editor of Breaking Bad, actually. She said something great, a great advice. If you want to be a great writer, pay attention in English classes. Because that's where you learn structure. That's where you learn everything about story. And that's important. Yeah. And then you can mess it up. But like I'm just saying, for the basic thing, you need to pay attention to to be a a decent writer, at least. Right.
1: Yeah. Learning and education is vital. And I, yeah. it's funny because, um, I think I, I can say this with f- like, 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 I think I'm certified to say this education is important for people who even don't want to be educated because I remember I hated school when I was younger. Um, I loved school when I was in preschool. I hated school in elementary school. And I love school again. Yeah. And I remember during that period where I hated school, I have a distinct memory of my, of, of I was practicing writing or I was writing like my name or something. And I said, and my dad, and I didn't want to do it. And my dad said to me, well, you have to. And mm-hmm. I was like, why? I'm never going to write. Like, yeah. Wow. This is what I want to do now. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like wow. you have to learn, you just have to be open to it. And, um, and you learn. Even when you don't want to, and then one day you'll you'll be glad for it, and you'll oh, yeah. you'll be glad that someone taught you how to read. Yeah. Reading was a bitch. I couldn't read. I yeah. like had so much trouble exactly. reading. Yeah. Um, and then once I got it, I how would I, how would I ever act if I couldn't read a script? How would I ever write if I didn't know how to spell? You know, that's the um, thing.
0: You yeah. you when doing the work, you're like, oh, fuck. I need to do this. It's annoying exactly. as fuck. And then. Right you're grateful later it always seems like you see the thing later you know for my experience and uh so yeah uh yeah go on
1: oh i've been watching a lot of game of thrones and um uh don't spoil anything for me um but uh (laughs) this isn't spoiling anything for anyone who's watching
0: and there's a lot um, of shakespeare by the way in game of thrones yeah shakespeare
1: game of thrones is just an eight season shakespeare play um and uh but a bunch of the characters don't know how to read um because i mean it's whatever time period they're in and you know it's you know just people don't know how to read because education wasn't available to them and then they learn how to read and all of a sudden they're really good at something else and i'm just like man would they really be wow. out there trying to like take over the throne and killing each other if everyone could just read and read about how yeah. how how much death results from war and how, how like yeah. crazy the world is. And if they could just learn about it. Um, and I mean, you know, this uh, could
0: be applied to us politics, yeah, honestly,
1: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if people would just read and read a lot. Um, yeah. they would learn but a lot more n- 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 and, a, I not mean only politics, yeah. but
0: people <laughs> like,
1: exactly. And I mean, we're, we're very privileged that we get to learn. Not everyone gets to learn, but I think if you get to learn, you have a responsibility to learn and you yeah. have to learn. Yeah. Um, because you have to learn for everyone who can, um, yeah. so that you can teach them and yeah.
0: Wow. I <laughs> no, but I, I love this discussion. Um, so yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's go back to, uh, so you, you went to like, you did some stuff young professionally. So yes. where, we what happened after that?
1: Okay. So then I got to high school and, um, yeah. I had stopped, you know, I, I was now a teenager, so I wasn't so cute as much as disgusting. Um, you know, I had like, <laughs> I had braces <laughs> do you say and, that? And, No, just like, you know, you, you get braces and it's just like all goes oh, yeah. um, I've experienced for that. those yeah. of you who have braces right now, they will, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. They will come off and, you'll it's so fucking hot annoying, and be,
0: you don't feel terrible. You don't feel oh hot. God. You don't feel, yeah. no, anything. you do
1: not. Cause no. how could you when there's your lunch is still stuck in your in between yeah. the brackets um I had braces for six years, so i I suffered like yeah. i was yeah i was i did not like having braces, and so uh, you know tell me about uh, it
0: I had braces for yeah. maybe nine years so
1: exactly it's actually horrible um but look at us now we're both yeah. fantastic looking um, <laughs> so <laughs> um so yeah. they they uh uh you know, um, especially, um, something else I learned was you get to a certain age and, um, you can no longer be cast because if you look 14, um, they're going to hire someone. If you look 14 and you are 14, you're not going to get hired. They're going to hire the 18 year old who looks 14. Mm-hmm. Um, because they can, they can save money. Um, cause you know, they're a bunch of, thank God, they're a bunch of Rules in place for children working, um, where you can't, you have to give them breaks, and you know, you can, you can, <laughs> you don't have to give adults breaks, you can, <laughs> you can yeah. just torture them, but yeah. but kids, you know, you have to give breaks. So, at a certain point, I was kind of uncastable because I was, you know, 12 or 14, I looked right. 12 or 14, so um, you know, I wasn't really getting auditions, and then things kind of fade away with my, um, the agent I was working with, and then I was just in high school, and I was in high school and i was taking an acting class um and i met my current manager um she came to the acting class just to speak to us and she noticed me and she took a chance on me and she signed me and i'm really uh her name's kim i love kim uh (laughs) yeah um uh i love kim uh and she's currently my manager um but I was doing a bunch of, you know, I was being sent on some auditions while I was in high school, but I realized I really loved just like being in the school plays and um, yeah. I would have to miss, um, you know, play rehearsals for auditions or whatnot. And I think I realized like, I, I didn't need to make money doing acting right now. And I didn't need to be famous right now. And I just wanted to keep like yeah. going to high school and having friends because I I know kids who didn't get to go to high school and didn't get to have those normal friends. Um, And um, so I was kind of like, you want to, I'm just going to focus on it. And I was really honest with her. And I said, like, I think I'm just going to do the school plays right now. I don't think I can audition right now. Um, What age were you then? I was like 16. um, Wow. And yeah. And I mean, I was basically because
0: I, at that time you're like, Oh, you see all these people and you're like, Oh, maybe I want to get famous and that, that could right. be a, a, a like a, a thing that uh, the pressure of that. And you just saying, no, I don't want to do that right now. And right. Well, wow. yeah, I
1: was, I was in the, uh, I was in the Chris, I was in, we were doing a production of the it's Christmas really Carol at my high school and I was playing Scrooge. Um, yeah. So I was in like, you know, crappy makeup and like they spray paint my hair white or whatever so i would look old um and i remember i i i got cast in a film and they were shooting in long island and so for a week i was going to long island at like four or five in the morning Mm -hmm. um going shooting and then you weren't allowed to go play rehearsal if you missed school that day because you know just like that's the rules of high school you can't do the extracurricular if you can't go to class so i would sneak in to play rehearsal I like made a deal with my director where she would keep it on the DL, like she would say that like I wasn't at rehearsal because I missed class. And right. so I would have to sneak past the high school security guard or whatever and sneak into rehearsal, then rehearse from like three to six, go home, do some homework or whatever. And it was, you know, it, it was grueling and I I wasn't, you know, it was I loved both, but I didn't love the fact that I couldn't give my all to the school play. Yeah. Um and even though that wasn't something I was being paid for. And there wasn't any, my career wasn't being advanced by playing Scrooge in the Livingston high school fall drama. Um, I, <sighs> I loved my friends in the play and I loved doing the play and I loved having my family and friends get to see the play for free. And, you know, I just, yeah. I love that. And I and loved, you
0: did a really great thing for yeah. your mental health, which
1: absolutely. Is- so after that film, I, I said like, Hey, I just want to focus on this. And I got to do I got to be in 12 shows at my high school we yeah. did, you know, um, three a year. So I did all three for four years and I would not trade that for the world. Like if you could tell me, like if I was told like, Oh, um, actually you would have had an audition to be in, you know, like this Martin Scorsese film or whatever, and play Brad Pitt's son or something like, I wouldn't trade it. I just wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. because I like, how could you trade these great memories? Um, yeah. they're like, some of the best times in my life Wow! so far. Um, so I took a break and awesome, honestly. I, yeah, I, I then realized I loved it and I want to be really good at the thing I loved. And so I wanted to learn about it. Yeah. And, um, I realized you can only, once again, I realized I can only learn so much from being in the show that I'm guaranteed a role in yeah. and I'm guaranteed like you know the lead because i'm one of the only men in the high school who does the show you know i was like one of seven guys and there were 30 girls so like i was guaranteed to get one of the leads cuz yeah. that's just how it is um and i was like no i want to do something where i'm being challenged and i want to go somewhere where i'm not the best or or maybe i am the best but it's not easy to be the best or something And so I decided I want to train in college. And so I auditioned for 25, um, theater programs around the country. Yeah. I sent in 25 applications. Did you go in
0: person? All the,
1: I went to 12 of them in person. So I went to like 12 different campuses. I went to like, I went to Ohio. I went to California. I went to like and I went to Chicago to yeah. audition for like schools that like an open audition in yeah. Chicago. So me and my, my, thank God for my parents. My parents are amazing. They took me all of these things and, oh, um, yeah. you know, they watched me just like Surprise. cry and smile and yeah, not fun. And, uh, you know, I So are like, you
0: glad that New York accepted you?
1: Well, here's the funny thing. I never wanted to go to school here in yeah. a city. Like I, I really, cause I grew up 35 minutes away from where I'm currently saying, um, I was like, I want to go somewhere completely different, completely new and start over or just like focus on my training. And I don't want to go to school somewhere where I'm going to be distracted. Um, and you know, you audition and you get rejected and you get accepted and things change over a year. And I realized that NYU was the best school for me of all the schools that I have applied to and was accepted by. And so I came here and my first year I was miserable and I actually applied to transfer and I was going to go to the university of Minnesota until the last day of classes at NYU. Um, I got my acceptance letter from the university of Minnesota on the last day of classes at NYU. And I had a really nice last day and I decided not to go to Minnesota. Wow. I had like a terrible year and then I had a nice day. And I decided to like, not go and, and I had a full ride from Minnesota and I like, like, you know, I was like, I really was like putting a lot of chips in on this one nice day I had. And I'm so glad I stayed because yeah. just because of a million things, I mean, because of COVID, I would have had to start over there. And Jesus. right now I'd be a junior instead of graduating. And like, you know, I would have lived far away from home. I love seeing my parents and yeah. my Friends and stuff so there were a whole i'm really glad but at the time i was like do i just say no to this like thing i wanted to do yeah um and you know uh new york city's been my life ever since because nyu is not a college nyu is (laughs) an institution in new york city like tish is like tish is more of a college but like like nyu is just like a concept really you're living in the city you're interacting with adults as much as students and um it's a whole different kind of education and I kinda wanted to just be with students for a while. But I mean I'm really grateful now because I'm not really afraid of anything in the city anymore. Like yeah. how scary it would have been if I had lived in, in Minnesota for four years and then moved to New York. And even though I'm from here I would have been like oh my God. Like I everyone's mean, your life scary would here. be
0: completely different.
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't have gotten yelled at by that pregnant lady um, <laughs> on the subway like p- Now
0: you can use I, that in your
1: sketch. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, now I can absolutely use that in yeah. my sketch. Um no, I mean good for her for standing up to me. Um, cuz I was being really ignorant of my surroundings at that moment. Um but uh yeah, yeah I think just like, you know, um I would it, it wouldn't have been worse or better to live in Minnesota for the past four years but it would have been different and I just like you can't like think about you you can't re- you can you can't really regret things like it's just kind of pointless because it happened yeah. um and I do regret things like we all regret things but I always try and like think like okay you can't regret that you just have to like accept that it happened. And you can you can like be like oh but you can't like you know regret and I wouldn't trade like my friends I wouldn't trade the experiences I've had for anything So, yeah, um, you you wind up where you're supposed to. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of fate involved in all of this.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy to think about it. Yeah. If you just chose something else, you would have a completely different life.
1: Oh, wait. Oh, so, okay. So then.
0: (laughs) Nothing stays buried forever, especially not the past.
2: Yesterday is not yet gone. A mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of the very creative podcast. Available now, paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy
1: it now. Um, so I so I told him, I was up front with my manager. I was like, I'm yeah. going to go away and train for like four years and then we'll check back in. Um, and we checked back in and now, you know, I've gone, uh, me and my manager are kind of just like, you know, getting back into it now. And, you know, I've had a couple of auditions and um then the pandemic hit. Um and that put a damper on everything, (laughs) like, you know, for everyone. But I was very like, oh my God, I was finally ready. And now like it's all robbed from me. Um, but without the pandemic, I wouldn't have had the time probably to work on my own project and be mm-hmm. like oh no one's making anything or no one's gonna pay me to do anything right now so i need to make my own thing so i wouldn't do that and i wouldn't be involved in my friend's project so once again like i got all these amazing opportunities that i wouldn't get if i was out there on the audition circuit going out for um pilot after pilot um which would also be an amazing journey in itself and hopefully i'm going to get to participate in that journey soon um so but now here I am, graduated, um, and I'm fully ready for, you know, the next chapter. And I'm, um, you know, I'm fully now. Yeah. I, I I'm like open to everything, and you know, me and my manager's aware of that. And uh, um, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that I had some of these things set up before yeah. my education, because yeah. you know, a lot of people while they're graduating are worried about like okay but how i like apply this yeah and i kind of had a way i i knew how i was going to apply it and i just had to worry about learning because i knew that that safety net was kind of there like i knew that i had carved out even a tiny little like spot in the rest of my life so i've carved out that thing and and hopefully it can just grow
0: so yeah it it feels like uh, and it's really awesome it feels like you've been you you've gone through a lot that it's you've really it it has done something for your mental health and for for you Mm -hmm. as a person that it feels now that you're ready for for the big thing you're ready to to whatever that is like but I always say on this podcast, happiness should be the big thing.
1: But oh, absolutely! Uh, but
0: it feels like you're ready for that and whatever project, and also you know? yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I'm definitely. I, I think yeah, happiness is the most important thing. Um, if you don't, I mean, if you don't love doing art, you probably shouldn't do it because it's it's not going to reward yeah. you in in many other ways at first. Yeah. Um, uh, because you know, yeah. right right now we're doing this just because, uh, like, you love making this thing and i love like talking about this thing um and um you know that's the reward in itself so you have to love it and i think i'm in a great place right now where i love it yeah um
0: but i also mean like yeah yeah. i also mean like uh people a lot of people go into this Uh, the arts and entertainment and i want to be an actor and whatever you know into the creative field uh, with uh oh i i want to escape the real world i want to uh, be someone else i want to escape my problems i want to you know and it's that's great if you want to play a character and everything but um it's not rewarding at the end. It's just, no, uh,
1: I, yeah, you I want to be okay with
0: yourself work. and you should love yourself first. And that's when Absolutely. you really start doing the real thing, you know?
1: Yeah. I think. No, I mean I think like cuz wh- you hear the... yeah, sorry to cut yeah. you off cuz you no. hear
0: like a lot of like great actors have like mental health issues and they don't know themselves like Johnny Depp mm. for example. And you're like how can you do this? You know? You you don't yeah. seem to have worked on yourself. You don't seem to <laughs> know yourself. You don't seem to be in com- comfortable uh, like in interviews or whatever, you know? And that's right. that's painful. I don't know how he does it, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean I think there's just like I think everyone pulls their own thing. I think for me I want to make use of like the past 22 years of my life. And like, like, you know, I want to put that on paper and I want to put that on screen and I want to put that on stage. Um, and you know, for some people they, they want to use as an escape. Um, that's not necessarily me. Um, and, but that might be me one day, you know, maybe one day I'll want to do something that like, I have no idea about, but right now I love like,
0: but you'll be self-conscious about it.
1: Yeah. I love making, I love making stuff that I know about. Um, um, cause I mean, who better to make something about me than me? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. where I'm at right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. So talk a bit about the uh, comedy. Uh, how do mm-hmm. you said you, you like making people laugh at a young age, but where did it go yeah. from, from there and to sketch comedy and everything?
1: Um, so I always love making people laugh. Um, I seem to have like a knack for it that I wasn't even necessarily like, trying to to do i just kind of was making people laugh yeah. and after a while you know you got enough people telling you you're funny that you start mm. to realize that that's like a thing that you're good i was just being me um mm. i was just saying things that were in my head but apparently it's it's funny to other people um yeah. and i i uh, started taking um improv classes when i was like 10 um and i was doing improv a lot and uh i'd been doing improv until I was going to college yeah. and I got so sick of improv. I was really sick of like, not, know, I love control. Um, like I, I, I have, I have OCD and so right. like, I naturally love control. Um, and not in a weird way, just in like a, in like a, I need no. to know it's coming. No, but I, I think um, a lot of creators
0: of yeah. that too. I have that. I, I,
1: I also, I think see, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I think I was, I was really, um frustrated by not knowing what the other person was going to do for a while and um you know i improv kind of became a a a thing that was just like too uncertain for me for a minute and i got to nyu and i wanted to meet people so i auditioned for the improv troops and um like i'm like this is a thing i'm good at and i'll make friends And I auditioned for like seven groups and I got to the final round of callbacks for all seven groups. And then I didn't make it. So I was like one of five people like left per audition and I didn't make it. I was like, this is like a sign that like, clearly I'm good at this thing, but it's not for me right now. Right. Um, so I need to take a break. So I spent the entire first semester, not doing any clubs and just kind of focusing on my acting training and then second semester, um a friend of mine was in a sketch comedy group and i i had wound up doing tech for one of their shows like i helped out just playing music during their transitions right and i loved the vibe and they weren't doing improv they were just like they were like practicing this written thing and i had always loved SNL um growing up i had been watching that since i was way too young i wasn't allowed to watch i remember i was like screaming and crying whenever there was this one sketch on SNL about like these two superheroes and both of their symbols looked like penises um, and like they're like they, like they had these rings that looked like assholes and they would like pound them together and it was just like the whole entire thing was. Yeah. Like, it was like I didn't understand why it was funny but my parents kept telling me I wasn't allowed to watch it so naturally I was like oh I want to watch this yeah. thing and so I, I uh, had always loved sketch comedy from way too young an age. And I was like, oh, you want to know? What? Maybe like I could try sketch comedy. And I was like, wait, I don't write. I don't like do that thing. Um, But I was like, I had to write something for the audition. So I wrote this uh, sketch. Uh, I thought it would be funny if there was like a, uh, like an athlete who like kept coming up with weird terminology right. for like moves. So I wrote this sketch about two wrestlers. And um, one of the wrestlers keeps referring to a move as the rim job. And he just like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you just gotta like, give that guy a rim job. And then the other guy's like, "Why are you like talking about? Like, please don't do that. You know, and this guy is just like, no, you got to like grab him by the waist, like hoist him down and then like give him a real rim job. And, and like, everyone's like, what? Like, so that was the first sketch I ever wrote. And I, I was like, wait, this is really funny. Like I found it really funny. And then I got into the group. So I guess they found it funny and um then getting to be in a room with a bunch of really talented writers um shout out to the people at comic sans they're the funniest people on earth uh comic sans yeah. nyu best comedy group on earth right. better than anyone um and they were really talented i learned a lot just from like reading their sketches and read because you're reading the sketching like how's this going to get funny and that gets funny and you're like wow that's brilliant i'm going to steal like the pattern of the joke. And I'm gonna steal like, I'm gonna steal this idea of a character, like this character who like is really weird in yeah. social sayings and like ha- what's weird to me. And so I'm gonna write a character yeah. that's weird, but me weird. um. And I just wrote more and more and pitched more and more and got more and more feedback. And then also got to act in sketches and learned about like, okay, yeah. This person wrote this thing, but it's actually not very actable. So when I write my sketch, I'm going to write it more actable. I'm going to write something that's super actable and very specific. So the comedy is there. Um, And specificity is huge uh, with comedy. Um, You know, uh, drama is very specific, but comedy is even more specific. And uh, because comedy, there's you there's a fine line between comedy and tragedy and it's, it's just a banana peel. You know, yeah. if the banana peel is like if you slip on the banana peel at the right moment, it's hilarious. But if you slip on the banana peel at the wrong moment, you've then tripped and fallen onto a spike and your head has like come off. And that's a tragedy. Yeah. But you know, I if you slip and fall right there. and like you just bang your butt, like it's hilarious. Um, yeah. yeah. Shakespeare, I mean, Shakespeare is like, you know, Othello is one like yeah. is one Scooby Doo moment of them catching Yago away from being hilarious. Right. Like, exactly. It's just a big prank, but it's not a prank because everyone dies. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> yeah, no, Othello is great. It's amazing. Um, but, yeah. uh,
0: Are so your plays I, as well comedy? Like the plays yeah, you write?
1: So I. I think my plays are inherently wind up being funny. Um, and I, uh, so this one play I wrote is called Summit. Um, yeah, and uh, this play is just kind of like conversational. And um, when I have conversations with my friends, uh, it is funny. unintentionally and, uh, finding that humor in words is very different than, you you know, when I'm on stage, I I can do something to make something funny, but when you're writing, it's just, it's all about language. Um, and it's all about, um, putting down the funny and it just winds up being funny. I think, uh, the hard thing for me is like, is not detracting from something powerful I wrote with a joke, Cause I just have a tendency and make fun of mm. everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I can like, like, Oh, I wrote this really personal yeah. deep thing. How do I knock it down? Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, I when think
0: it's powerful, that, yeah. you, you, you got let it be part, powerful. Yeah. And yeah. it's,
1: it's tough. Cause I always want to write that punchline. I always want the character to be like, and that's why you'll never love your daughter or something. And I always want to write the, like, <laughs> you're one to talk or like saying like, um, so yeah. I, yeah, no, I, I I, uh, I, I think I, I, uh, a lot of um, it's, it's the same thing of like the fine line. One of my ideas could become a play and one of them could become a sketch. And it's just kind of like, where do I want it to like wind up? And those ideas can be so, um so close together. Like, right. you know, uh two friends chatting at a diner, which is what my play summit is about, uh, could easily become a sketch if they wind up ordering something like disgusting. But yeah. instead they just order like fries and it's you know, a play. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's as simple yeah, as yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and um and then of course page page numbers, you know, sketches five pages of plays Right. As many pages as you want it to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think uh, the thing that I loved about Sketch was like the immediate gra- gratification, like getting to the plot within page one and right. resolving the plot within page five. And then you just have like three pages of, yeah. of hijinks. I love that. Like yeah. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, that was also another thing was, I think I was writing too quickly um i was writing too short i wasn't expanding i wasn't letting the joke be there um Mm -hmm. and that's why i learned from my friends who were writers in comic sans and then i also was writing things that were too long and i wasn't just letting the joke be funny and then ending it and watching them like know the perfect timing and know where to end a joke and when to continue it um was another thing that like i learned and stole um and has been really important Whereas with PlayRing you can, you can linger because there can always be another page. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to use up your thought, but you also don't want to not let the thought fully develop because mm. the thought deserves to be heard in its fullest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. There's th- I feel like there's so much to, to talk about with, with you and, uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. we're we're running out of time, but uh, oh, no. <laughs> because I yeah. don't want the audience to to an yeah. hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got
1: it. just like a podcast. You got exactly. Kind
0: of like it. Yeah, exactly. Like the writing, like too many pages. Yeah. But yeah, do
1: You can just have me back every week. We'll just we'll just run it back. <laughs> no,
0: I was just about <laughs> yeah. to say that. I really want yeah. to have you back to unpack all, all of that.
1: I'd and love to. Yeah,
0: and yeah, yeah I feel like we could, we could talk for hours, but uh, for the audience. Absolutely we'll we'll just stick to that for now uh
1: yeah for those wake yeah. up Whoever, right <laughs> i'm now. sorry yeah, yeah uh, wake up guys wake wake up it's the fun part they're
0: they're, they're fine it's <laughs> only been no, an hour yeah and i minutes. know
1: yeah if you're asleep right now you got other problems you should yeah just, come you on should this guy coffee. is super yeah.
0: interesting come on i know i'm, I'm super interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean if it wasn't enough that you're super interesting you got this fascinating character on your show right now so yeah exactly (laughs) very important yeah
0: (laughs) so who are your biggest inspirations
1: and why oh um okay uh biggest inspirations um shockingly it became shakespeare um i think i just love the concept Mm that um someone he probably wrote too many plays. He probably could have wrote half of the plays and they could have been even better, but he just was like, I need to write like all these plays and cover all these things. And I just want to write as much as I can. And he didn't really care. And they've all become classics because they were just him. Yeah. Um. I love that. Um. I am a big fan of Saoirse Ronan. Um, <sighs> yeah. I, I think she is the ultimate model for uh, how Great. to behave yeah. as a young person and how, your age does not determine the value of your art um yeah. she she has been kicking it since she was 12 and she has never taken a role that wasn't something that's a she great way to all
0: describe to. it wow yeah. yeah
1: i well she is like i i you know she's she is an example of someone who like doesn't let her limitations of like yeah. a number define who she is yeah. and that's she just has tr- continued yeah, yeah. And she works with all different kinds of people and takes all different kinds of stories and shows that there yeah. are different stories to tell about a teenager than yeah. just, you know, and I am so excited to see what she does when she's even older and yeah. people take it seriously or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, well, uh, yeah. are taking her seriously, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and then I love um, uh, Joshua Harmon. He's a playwright. Um, I've and heard he that this play. Yeah. yeah, he wrote a play called Bad Jews. Which is uh, the first play that I bought, um, like outside of school, because you know you had to read plays in English class every once in a while. But the first play I ever bought was "Bad Jews" by Joshua Harmon, and he taught me how to write about a Jewish identity, and um, that's something that I think comes up in my writing a lot. And um, you know, I I don't think you know Jewish guilt is real. And I don't think you should just let it like fester there. I think you should write about how guilty you feel about being Jewish and yeah. uh <laughs> you know, uh write that. And uh he taught me that that's something I've stolen from him is um how to write about your Jewish identity and apply that.
0: Yeah. Right. Cool. Um uh so is is there a, a writer or an actor that you you really like look at their career and you're like, that's what I wanna Really do uh, mm-hmm. besides the one that you just talked about.
1: Yeah, well, Sir Ronan for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I. Um, but they. Uh, I. I can't be in Little Women because it's already been made. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I was watching Little Women the other day, and honestly, the entire. Um, yeah. I think that's like not an actor, but um, a project like that, where it's just so many interesting people working on this thing, and it's people who are. Um, you know, it, it's an adaptation, so it could just be boring and it could just stick to the script, um, literally and metaphorically, but instead they brought their new spin on it and they made it somehow modern yet sticking with the period and just being involved in a project like that with interesting people, um, who are my age, I would love to work with like people my age and develop things. I'm getting that opportunity right now with that's great away from home. Um. And postmodern romance, uh, and then I. Away uh, from home act-
0: is a is the Spider Man movie No. <laughs> oh no,
1: yeah. no! Uh, oh, I love Far from Home. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, I would Far love to me. be in a Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, that would be really fun. If anyone from Marvel is going to be watching this, uh, hit me up. <laughs> I will play anyone. Hit I me up be, too, by the way. Yeah, 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 for sure. For writing, People's for busy. acting. Yeah, I would do. <laughs> I, I would do. I yeah. So I uh, I really love. Um, Ethan Hawke is someone who's really cool, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Um, I've been, you know, I, I, you know, just seeing the, the range of his characters and also seeing like how long he's been doing it. And he seems to have this love for it. And it's the same love that you can see in his eyes when he's doing dead poet society mm-hmm. as, yeah, and, and then Amazing in boyhood, film, for yeah. example, it's, yeah. it's eight years and <laughs> his love for what he's doing doesn't fade. Um, that's really cool. Um, yeah. And uh,
0: Boyhood is one of my favorite yeah.
1: movies. Yeah, Boyhood's really fun, and I think that's that's really cool because that's like that's eight years of people just like loving it because there was no money involved, there was yeah. no like no one knew they were gonna win any Oscars yeah. or be nominated for any. Oscars. They were just like making yeah. this cool thing. It was together. summer camp for them. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, essentially. Um, and uh, yeah, anyone who is fun or seems to have fun or seems to love it and, and yeah. hasn't been overcome with all the bad stuff that can come with making art right. professionally, I would love to be them, or I would love to emulate that. Um,
0: That's good. Yeah. 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 So um, how do you deal with anxiety? Cause you seem to be a person that worked a lot of your, on yourself and your mental health, but when you do face anxiety, what, what do you do? Cause you said um, you're OCD too.
1: Yeah. So. Well, having family friends and a therapist who you can talk to is really important Um, (laughs) and not everyone has access to any of those three things like some people only have access to two or one of them and some people have access to none of them so i'm really privileged in that sense but um i think like don't keep it all to yourself no it's okay to like share things with people and if people don't want to have you share it with them then you don't need that person. Um, and you don't need to share with that person, but yeah. I think it's important that, um, no one has to go through anything on their own. Yeah. Um, cause there's so many things we have to do individually, but like making art is not one of them. Um, and I'm still learning that. Um, cause every time I write something and someone's reading it and they mess up a word, I just want to like, yeah. you know, like, I want to like freak out, but I'm like, no, they're like helping. And they are, they are participating in this thing as well. Um, and I don't have to go through this alone. Um, so I think the acceptance of that, which I'm still working on is really important. Um, you're not alone, especially in art. There's a huge art community. Yeah. Even if you don't know about it, um, start small yeah meet other artists like gabriel and you know just like yeah like (laughs) like you know yeah yeah, just you know meet meet people and talk with people and share things and it doesn't have to be networky to just like find companionship and discuss things yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Uh,
0: i think what you also like you were mentioning people uh you don't need shitty people in your life like you do not and especially like in this field because you want to do something. You, you really want to become this actor, mm-hmm. this director, whatever it is in uh, fame or whatever is in your mind, you know? Um, and it's really easy to, because you love that person, because you admire that person, because they give you a chance. It's really easy to like let them do whatever they want to do to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think as I've learned, uh, as I uh, grew older and I, I'm still learning, uh, cause it's not easy sometimes. So you're, you're like, you really want this, but your mental health is a lot more important than those people right. and your career and whatever. Cause if you can't take care of yourself, like you're not gonna be able to take care of your career mm-hmm. and right. those people and I, don't matter.
1: Yeah. Well, also I think it's really important to um, like, trust people but also to like if someone betrays that trust it's okay like be aware of that and it's okay yeah. to accept that and you know evaluate and be like is yeah. this a person who is going to abuse my trust constantly or is this just like a one-time there's a lot of power and plays. you can move on yeah. yeah and i think it's important that you 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 know that there are certain people you're gonna have to work with people you don't yeah. like but you don't really have you you to an extent, you don't have to work with people who don't respect you. Mm. Um, and I think respect is an important thing. You don't have to get along with someone, but as long as you're respecting them and they give that respect back to you, um, that's very productive. And yeah. it's it's um, equally productive to get rid of those people who don't respect you. And so you can make room for people who do respect you because yeah. you only have finite amount of room in your life. And like what people and things are you going to fill that with Yeah, is really important.
0: Yeah i think that's really important to yeah to say um um so feel good game um what's your yeah. uh feel good movie
1: feel good movie uh la la land love la la land yeah i know very divisive um I'm sure no people, it's not divisive but, for me yeah. yeah i'm
0: telling you right uh, no. like the first people... time i saw it was at the toronto film festival and it was mm. a beautiful theater the like packed it was an amazing experience like yeah such an amazing I, experience and i will I, remember that and i love that movie I, yeah
1: i couldn't i couldn't uh i couldn't do anything after i saw yeah. that movie i just couldn't yeah i was just like wow um that movie yeah means a lot to me and i think it's just it's what a movie can be uh, yeah. just like fun and happiness and it gives you, know, you hope yeah yeah <laughs> for me at least yeah yeah and uh yeah and um, yeah, so that would probably be my feel good movie.
0: Um, okay, feel good TV show now.
1: Ooh, um, well, I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones recently, so that's <laughs> been making me feel pretty yeah. good, um, but also has been making me have weird dreams about my family. Right. Um, Like like I've been like like having dreams where my family is like the family from Game of Thrones. I'm yeah. like, that's Where are you awesome. at you in are Game
0: of Thrones up. though?
1: I am on the last episode of season four um so i won't spoil anything but i just had the last episode that i just watched was really fun and i was cheering so that oh, made yes. me feel really good uh and also i've been watching some gilmore girls <laughs> <laughs> um i love yeah i love like half soap type dramas like one tree hill gossip girl yeah. gilmore girls like i yeah. love those shows i could watch those all the time because they're just they're so ingestible you can just watch and watch and watch
0: have you Never seen that pirate diaries?
1: I've seen a few episodes. I was really scared of Vampire Diaries when I was younger. I liked a lot of CW shows growing up, yeah. but Vampire okay. Diaries was not why I could stomach because I just, I don't like blood. So which <laughs> okay. is fine because I'm yeah. watching Game of Thrones, but um,
0: yeah, <laughs> not okay. ideal. You I think scared I'm getting of- <laughs> over it.
1: I'm getting over it. Uh, cause, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's their show to get yeah. over. Well, Maybe. also, I think I've seen some terrible things this year, so I think mm. blood is seeming not so bad after yeah. all. Um, Crazy, to, right? Yeah, Crazy, I know. Right? I've seen I've seen things that are bad that don't involve blood this year, and it's 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 astounding how many yeah. of them. So now I'm like, you well, know what? Everyone has blood. It's yeah. okay. Like, crazy oh, how I'll tv shows
0: are, are <laughs> more like uh, less violent sometimes and less uh oh you know, yeah it's, for uh, sure it's more like an escape now it's crazy like absolutely. you thought oh they they did that on that show i i kept hearing b- before all this happened oh it's so violent it's so blah blah blah
1: Jesus. nothing compared to okay i look inside right out <laughs> the
0: window jeez yeah
1: absolutely for oh, sure
0: yeah so uh feel good song
1: Ooh, feel good song um anything by elton john billy joel or bruce springsteen the three horsemen mm, that's good oh my god i got their posters hanging um i oh i really like i'm sure everyone does uh blinding lights by the weekend um yeah. just like currently like it just hasn't gotten old yet i i don't know how i've heard so many times this year and it just doesn't get old um, anything honestly, any of the TikTok songs are pretty, are pretty feel good. I pre- feel right. pretty happy. I know
0: I, I am too. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I hate TikTok, but the TikTok songs are like, too, they're yeah. pretty awesome. I was super lonely by Benet. Um okay. that was like my jam at the beginning of quarantine. Right. Uh, because I was super lonely, so it was <laughs> it was good. Um yeah. it was it was like uh it was like, oh, it's fun to be lonely. Um and right. then I got tired of that song and being lonely stopped being fun. So um <laughs> but so then blinding lights came on. But uh yeah. yeah. Um yeah, it changes every month, but yeah. right now it's probably blinding lights.
0: It's really good. Yeah. No, Elton John's for sure. Oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah i mean yeah yeah
0: yes. anything. yeah well um like i said please come back anytime we have oh, uh, so, m- so much more to discuss and uh you're, you're an awesome guy like uh oh, i'm so well. so glad we Jalen uh connected us because this has uh, been one of my favorite conversations honestly oh yeah
1: it's great. yeah
0: shout out Jalen. <laughs> yeah shout out Jalen. thank you Jalen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah uh anything you want to plug before we go or anything you want to
1: um no but be on uh yeah be on the lookout for away from home by sydney cusick uh postmodern romance by alex Sennett. um please don't do that by me um and uh yeah just everyone be happy and kind to each other i guess that would be my plug
0: for just everyone amazing note to end on yeah well jared palmer kirch thank you so much for coming on the very creative podcast yeah
1: Yeah. thank you gabriel we'll talk to you soon okay Yes, absolutely. Okay. Bye.
0: To find out more, go to GabrielVega.com slash podcast or find us on social media at The Very Creative Podcast. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube. Just search for The Very Creative Podcast and subscribe.